Size 5 Movies. This is one of your co-host, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pellicone. And you are listening to a bonus episode of The Spin Chagrin tonight for Christmas release. And Frank, what movie are you going to tell us about and review for the special Christmas Chagrin? Tonight we're going to talk about the seminal holiday classic, Santa Buddies, colon, The Legend of Santa Paws. Uh, this is the fourth installment of the Air Buddies franchise. Um coming after snow buddies i believe uh i didn't look that up the first holiday themed snow buddies or um buddies episode um stars your usual cast of adorable spunky dog protagonists mm-hmm. um as well as the voice talents of uh tom bosley um the physical talents of george went and christopher lloyd um tim codway he's a uh, he's in it somewhere talking deputy sniffer <laughs> hey sniffer yeah um is, he, is only deputy sniffer in one movie no he calls himself a deputy okay so he's always deputy sniffer i don't think he's listed in the cast as deputy sniffer but they just don't respect the work that this uh crime fighting canine does to keep fern ferndale safe yeah yeah okay Hold on. So it's Air Buddies, Snow Buddies, Space Buddies, Santa Buddies. Yeah. Then Spooky Buddies, Treasure Buddies. Yeah, okay. Because they reference um, Snow Buddies a couple of times. Mm. And actually, a major plot point from Snow Buddies um, plays out in this episode, too. But oh. I don't want to spoil nothing. Okay, so. yeah. Okay. So where do we start with Snow Buddies? I'm assuming it's, it's Christmas time. Well, it's yeah. the North Pole. And... Yeah. Um, Okay. Santa Claus, played by George Went, and his trusty canine sidekick Santa Paws, voiced by Tom Bosley, um, are in uh, the magical Christmas cave adjacent to Santa's workshop, in which hangs the magical Christmas icicle, which is a giant icicle um, stalactite that contains all the magic of christmas except the problem is that the christmas icicle is melting because people don't believe in christmas anymore so all the magic contained therein um is being lost and causing um problems you know in in the north pole um wow yeah so Introducing all kinds of like new mythology to the Santa Claus mythos, including talking animal compatriots and magical. It's actually kind of like the Fortress of Solitude because it's like this mystical cave where Santa goes to like recharge his energy, kind of like, you know, Superman's like, yeah, yeah, hidden sanctum in the north. Um, so what does believe do they try to define what believing in Christmas means like believing in Santa Claus or the spirit so, of Christmas or this is on? this this is where I think Robert Vince was kind of getting religious a little bit because Spooky Buddies is after this and Spooky Buddies is all about like some freaking Jesus magic um, in terms of like defeating vampires and ghosts um, but basically because everyone is cynical anymore in the world that christmas has lost its magic and the magical icicle of christmas is not being recharged enough um so santa paws has a son puppy paws um 
Puppy Paws is an asshole uh, who doesn't like the fact that he's been <clears throat> kind of faded with the mantle of carrying on the, pup, the Santa Paws tradition after Santa Paws retires. Um, so Puppy Paws basically like fucks shit up in Santa's workshop and hits this button that causes everything to go real fast and mm. destroys like days worth of the elves efforts to make these toys and because like the christmas icicle is melting like they don't really have the like, magic power to um kind of like speed up the process of fixing things so um puppy paws gets reprimanded that he needs to take christmas more seriously and he's like fuck this and goes out to the icicle and stares at it and says i wish christmas would just disappear and this act of hatred causes the Christmas icicle to crack. Um, so he's looking through a list of naughty and nice because Santa's got this like animated book that when you look at it, it shows pictures of um, animals doing bad things that put them on the naughty list. Um, mm -hmm. So he finds a video of Butterball um, devouring the Thanksgiving turkey because <laughs> Butterball couldn't help himself. So, of course, mm -hmm. like Butterball is secretly the true antagonist of this film um so a couple of them right yeah uh, he's, he's, he's either farting or causing them to get stuck in ice cream containers and taking yeah. always like to the north too I, I don't know butterball's a mess <laughs> um so puppy paws takes this completely the wrong way and is like hey that's the dog to show me how i can just be a normal dog if this is how he's going to behave um so the north pole is losing its power because the christmas icicle is cracking and like none of the reindeers have the ability to fly anymore um because you know they've lost this magic so cut to the buddies who are having a conversation about how santa claus isn't real because they think that Airbud is just disguising himself as santa paws at christmas um and making up the idea of the naughty list to get them to behave uh b-dog has some line like yo dog it's just their way of keeping us in line by making us think there's a naughty list yo or something like that it's pretty terrible okay um yeah. so they're talking to sniffer about this deputy sniffer you know tim conway um and sniffer's like uh buddies like christmas is about more than you know just the toys you get it's about like you know love and family and you should respect it as a holiday but none of the buddies care about this shit because they feel like they know everything um all of so, them act like that yeah they're all assholes in this really one. yeah even even buddha is kind of like a dick um but we'll we'll, we'll get to that because they okay. have their rosebud is too huh oh yeah yeah they they have their moment where all of them are like the biggest shits in the world but i'm okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get to that okay um so Puppy Paws uh, sneaks a ride in a magic um, USPS truck piloted by Eli, who's an elf, um, because he and like they go to Fernfield for some reason, but he wants to find Butterball, you know, to teach him how to be like like a real like a normal dude. So he finds Butterball's house um, and. Butterball is, uh, let's see. So he finds Butterball first, and Butterball is decorating the tree with his rich, um, whatever that kid's name was from 
uh, Air Buddies. Uh, Butterball's living like a good life in this rich house, and he's helping to decorate this tree. So um, Santa Paws or Puppy Paws comes in, and he's like, "Hey," um, or he comes down the chimney because that's how he knows how to enter a house. He comes down the chimney and lands on Butterball, and Butterball's like, "What are you doing sitting on me?" Yeah, and then. Puppy Paws is like, are you are you Butterball? Did I find you? And Butterball's like, yeah. And he's like, I'm Puppy Paws. I'm Santa Paws' son. And Butterball's like, Psh, that's not real. Like, <laughs> Santa Paws isn't a real thing. And he's like, no, I'm telling you, I'm really Puppy Paws. He's like, I I saw you on the naughty list, and I want to find out how to get off it. And Butterball's like, oh, shit. I'm on the naughty list? I, I only ate a little bit of the turkey. So Butterball already knows what's what. Um, Butterball... So Puppy Paws has Fucking this necklace that he wears. I guess it's like a um, a dog collar, but it's got like a crystal on it, and the crystal contains bits of like the Christmas icicles magic. Mm-hmm. So Puppy Paws can make shit happen. So there, um, there's some really racist stuff in the Air Buddies universe too. So the rich family has a black man that's their cook. Mm servant i think is what butterball calls him and he's making cookies and puppy paws wants to eat the cookies and butterball's like no i'm trying to get on the the nice list i don't need to cause any more mission oh he's just flipped immediately now like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's because he you know he's he's on the right path okay um so puppy paws like eats some cookies and butterball gets framed for it so he gets in trouble so Butterball's like, fuck this. I need to get... Oh, and he breaks a vase, too. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's later. So Butterball's like, fuck this. I gotta, like, get rid of this dude. So he gets all the other buddies together, and he's like, hey, this is uh, Puppy Paws, and he wants to learn how to be, like, a normal guy. So why don't we all take turns, like, educating him? So B-Dog takes him back to his house, and B-Dog's like, like, yo, dog, um, I want to... You want to learn how to be like a normal puppy? Um, he's like, I right, dog, I'm going to show you how to kick it like me. You know, bust some moves. Watch. And then he does. He says, I call this the four paw pop into the boogaloo jaw drop into the <laughs> tail rotation for the B dog nation. And he's playing like hip hop music while this is happening, like on um, public domain hip hop music. <laughs> uh-huh. Um. So puppy paws is like oh i can dance like this so he walks over to the stereo like the little boom box and the christmas crystal twinkles mm-hmm. and he hits a button and like carol of the bells or some shit plays and he starts doing like these amazing like break dance moves and he's like this is the candy cane twist into the blah 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 and he's doing all this like breakdance shit. But then, of course, because he's an asshole, Puppy Paws, he hits this table and it breaks a vase. And B Dog's like, Yo, dog, you got to get out of my house. Um, so then he takes him to. But he showed B Dog up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, B Dog, well, that, hold on, hold on. You're, you're getting ahead of the story. So B Dog takes him to Mudbud and is like, Hey, Mudbud, why don't you hang out with Puppy Paws for a little bit? Um, so Mudbud, of course, is rolling around in the mud because that's all he does, like that's his thing. So Puppy Paws does the same thing, and then they go into their house, and Puppy Paws like shakes it off, and it causes all like these I don't know how to describe this 
like they're in this immaculate room with all like this white furniture and it causes all these like Christmassy shapes like trees and snowmen and stuff to like magically appear on the furniture so Mudbud gets in trouble for that and he gets wrapped in plastic and sent out and he takes him to Rosebud. No, 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 no. Wait, what, you, what is that? What do you mean wrapped in plastic? Like, I, mean, what I mean what I say. Like, they wrap him in this, like, plastic costume so he can't roll around in the mud and get anything dirty, and they send him away. Like, that's his punishment for getting mud all over everything because um, Puppy Paws doesn't get blamed for anything. I understand. I, I've never heard of this practice of wrapping a dog in plastic I mean, it's like a costume or something, like a hazmat suit, but it's like clear plastic. Like you can see him through it, and he's just like it covers his whole body. He's like a bubble boy or something. And look, you're okay. you're fixating on too small a thing. Like this doesn't even matter. <laughs> so then he goes to Rosebud's place, and Rosebud is with her owner, um, the girl who's like, "Oh, I'm gonna give you a Christmas makeover." So Rosebud has like this. Uh, like feather red feather boa and like a little bow in her hair and she's like what do you think puppy paws do i look all christmasy and puppy paws is like no i don't think you look good at all you're not christmasy and he uses his puppy magic and he turns her into this abomination that's like basically a combination of a dog and a christmas tree like combined into one with like ornaments hanging off her and she's like ah you ruined my life so then she takes him to Buddha, and Buddha is sitting in his Zen garden, um, you know, meditating in front of a, a Buddha statue that he claims is from like fourth century Ming Dynasty and it's worth like a million dollars. So, mm-hmm. but so first of all, like the parents in Ferndale or Fernfield, whatever, a bunch of fucks, like a bunch of rich goddamn elitists. Um, so as so when Puppy Paws sits down in front of the statue and starts to meditate. The magic crystal turns it into a snowman and Buddha loses his like Zen focus <clears throat> and puppy pauses is like, Hey man, this is what, what the citizens of the North pole meditate in front of. So all the, all the air buds, all the buddies, they get together with puppy paws and they're like, are you having a good time? And he's like, fuck, what does he say? He's like, yo, BFF and dudes. That sounds like mad fun. Namaste. So, <laughs> right. That's that. That's an actual quote from Puppy Paws, because he's trying to like imitate the you know patois and like idiosyncrasies of each of the buddies. Right. right. He's failing because he doesn't know any better because he's this homeschooled little fucking like Santa like <laughs> dog that's never known the outside world. Right. Right. So Rosebud is like, I got a good idea. Let's play hide and go seek. You close your eyes and count, and we'll all go hide. So, of course, like as soon as they, he closes his eyes, they all run behind a tree and they're like, Man, Puppy Paws is so annoying. All he does is get us in trouble, and he's a terrible person, and we hate Puppy Paws. Um, so of course, Puppy Paws like finds them and hears them say that, mm-hmm. and his feelings are really hurt, so he runs away. So, earlier in the movie, when Puppy Paws first got the fern, fern field. Um, they introduced Christopher Lloyd's character, whose name is uh, Stanley Kruge, C-R-U-G-E. So when you see his name written, it's S period Kruge or mm. Scrooge, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Foreshadowing. So 
Scrooge is trying to catch Puppy Paws because he's a local dog catcher. And what he likes to do is catch dogs and take them back to the wrong side of the tracks in Fernfield into this like industrial park where he has a ramshackle like corrugate shack that he keeps dogs in and then sell them to people that want dogs because that's what he does as a dog catcher. Okay. So it's actually kind of a nice introduction to the um, underside, like the underbelly of um, <laughs> of this right. idyllic town. Right. But the so, but, but what is the underbelly? It's just an industrial place, and this dude's just, like, capturing dogs and then selling them? Yeah, he's not very nice about it. Oh, okay. Um, so he manages to catch uh, puppy paws and takes them back to the pound. Um, where Puppy Paws is put into a holding cell and meets all these other dogs, including a little um, terrier, I think is what it is, maybe, I don't know, named Tiny. Um, and Puppy Paws is like, I'm Puppy Paws, I'm Santa Paws' son. And they're like, oh my God, it's a Christmas miracle. And then Tiny sings the song about Christmas miracles. And I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and sing this for you. Okay. Um, so first of all, the person that's voicing Tiny is either affecting a lisp or actually has a lisp because it's very noticeable in the way that they sing. So the song they sing is Every night I look up, I pray that someone sees the sadness is the only I cheers is love to be. Every night is colder. We really need to find the way the years, the hope we lost. We really need to find. And then it's about Christmas miracles. Terrible song. Not like half it doesn't even rhyme. And it's this little fucking lispy, like dog singing this shit. Right. Because it's like it was like a five year old girl. (laughs) Well, whatever. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Um. So her singing the song, um magically teaches puppy paws what the true meaning of christmas is and so all of a sudden he's dedicated to the idea of like helping christmas christmas out so eli has come back to fernfield to find puppy paws and has brought this dog named eddie with him um eddie who is like another christmas dog up in um, the north pole okay um so they go to the dog pound and um scrooge is there and Eddie's like, hey, Scrooge, I know that all you ever wanted for Christmas was a puppy and that you not getting a puppy when you were a kid has somehow made you like bitter and mean um, because your mother was allergic and you never understood that it was her allergies that kept you getting from a dog. And the fact that you hated Christmas because you didn't get a dog made you this like dog catcher. Um, so then Scrooge falls over and all the dogs jump on top of him. And he's like, oh, you're tickling me. Ha, 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 you're tickling me. This is Christopher Lloyd, mind you. Um, and then that, like, sort of melts his heart. But there's another subplot where um, uh, Tiny Tim's dad, what's his name? Um, Cratchit? Yeah, Bob Cratchit uh, has a son, and his son isn't like sick or anything they just don't have much money and they can't afford to buy a dog and the son has like these big wet weepy eyes and so he first goes to like the mall santa that's posted up outside of the municipal building where um sniffer lives 
um, with, with the sheriff. And the kid's like, I just want a dog for Christmas. Santa and Santa's like, get the fuck off my knee. I'm busy. Um, so then uh, Bob Cratchit, he goes to the dog pound and he's like, I just want a dog for my son for Christmas. And Scrooge is like, okay, it'll be $300. And he's like, well, maybe you can find it in your heart to just give me one. And Scrooge is like, no, this is a business. Mm -hmm. It's $300. And he's like, well, you know, but my son, like, he's just kind of sad. And I think maybe if he had a dog, he just wouldn't be sad anymore. And Scrooge is like, look, if you can get $300, I'll give you the dog. Otherwise, fuck out of my shop. Mm -hmm. So dad's like, well, Merry Christmas to you. And then just like leaves. Uh huh. Okay. So then, um, Eli comes back. Eli's back and he's talking to Mall Santa and Mall Santa's elf about, um, the meaning of Christmas and it changes all these things around. So now all the buddies and everybody are like, hey, we understand that Christmas is important. And now the Christmas icicle is like reverse melting. So refreezing or growing, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But anyway, it's getting its power back. So they all go up to the North Pole in the USPS van. And yep. they get there and it's like, um, oh, the reindeer still can't fly because there's not enough magic. And they're like, well, how much magic is there? And like, well, there's enough magic for someone small to drive the sleigh but the reindeer are too big and so the buddies are like you know we pulled a sled before we know what we're doing let's just pull this sled so b-dog's nose starts to glow red because now he's like the lead dog on the um sleigh train around oh jesus so then they all take off and they're like flying through the air but butterball he's like afraid of heights so he's freaking out but they're like puppy paws is dressed up like santa paws and he's got the bag of you know toys and they're going around the world so they fly to different countries and there's this like atonal um choir song that's like we hear the angels sing but they keep singing it in different languages um so they go to like france and morocco and eh, finland maybe and then they're in like mexico and anyway so they're flying all around the world delivering these gifts to people. Um, so at the same time, uh, Scrooge um, goes to church to pray. And while he's in church, like, the dad and the son come and sit behind him and are, like, staring at him. Like, just, like, like, like ice grilling him from across the church. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, looking over, like, what the fuck? So he gets up and the dad's, like, Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> and then Scrooge um, leaves. And then he goes back and all of a sudden it's like all these people are coming to get puppies because he's changed his sign from reading um, Dog Pound to, ah, what is it called now? What's another word for a dog pound, but like a nice way to say it? Oh. Like uh, dog rescue or something like oh, okay, that. Okay, anyway, yeah, okay. Yeah. So all these people are coming to get free puppies because free to a good home. Uh-huh. So he's sitting there. And he looks down, and Tiny is like the one puppy that hasn't been taken. Oh, of course, it's fucking. And he's tiny. like, yeah. "Oh!" Yeah. So he picks up Tiny and he carries her to Cratchit's house. And he knocks on the door, and he leaves um, Tiny there. Um, and then like the kid is all happy, and the dad's like all happy, and everybody's fucking happy. Um. So, 
Santa Claus and Santa Paws come to Fernfield and puts the buddies, including Butterball, back on the nice list. And Puppy Paws um, officially becomes part of Santa's family. And the buddies say goodbye. And then in the end, um, Mr. Cruise is invited to come have Christmas dinner with the Cratchits, of course. Um, and then everybody is in front of... So one of the other subplots is that um, uh, the sheriff guy, um, uh, Sheriff Dan, can't get the Christmas lights on the Christmas tree to light properly. And he keeps like getting stuck in them and he's hanging upside down and like freaking out all over the place. Mm -hmm. So the magic of Santa paws and puppy paws causes the tree to light. And so everybody in Fernfield is standing out in front of the tree singing silent night. And that's the end of, uh, that's the end of the Santa buddies. Okay. So if you want to add to the list of amazing things that the buddies can do is they can definitely take the place of Santa's reindeer and pull his sleigh across the sky on Christmas. Okay, so I I think I got a few questions here. Like uh, one is specifically about this movie. While fucking puppy paws and the buddies go deliver presents, is there any hint to what like fucking santa claus or santa paul's even is doing during this time are they delivering presents like is anybody doing anything it can only be so so george went he he doesn't have any energy because he's too fat for the christmas crystal christmas icicle to give him any power and let me tell you something sounds like a reindeer too fucking fat too yeah like well they're just like weird weird puppets so they probably don't have the ability anyway because they're not alive in this movie um george went in a santa claus costume looks almost exactly like friend of the podcast jason heaster mm. so the whole time i'm watching this movie and nobody like very few people well i mean i probably a lot of people listening to this know who that person is but um it's really disconcerting but like he doesn't do shit like santa claus is completely useless throughout this entire movie because he needs the magic of the christmas icicle to give him the power to you know deliver christmas toys and treats to all the good boys and girls um but it's okay because the buddies are there and the buddies can conquer everything oh uh, yeah i can see that i'm I'm looking up photos of when when is santa yeah i can see that absolutely huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah he's trying he's trying to make good santa claus that beard um <clears throat> all right why is b-dog so the whole b-dog nation thing b-dog is rudolph apparently like in the do you really do you think i i know you don't know the answer to this do you was there like it was b-dog the most popular one you think among kids during this time or do you think yeah. that that was a k that was like some sort of kayfabe type thing where it's like the vince and them like assumed b-dog was the most popular or uh, wanted or was pushing him to be the most popular because there was like maybe merchandising that could go along with it or something no i don't know what merchandising you would have i think that they just felt like that was the character that most connected to the the urban vibe of vibe of today's youth or of 2009 youth i guess right, right. i i just don't understand why b-dog is is, is 
is the head. He's like one of the least responsible out of all of them. Um, well, B Dog actually kind of represents like most most kids, where he's got all this bravado, but in reality, he's just a scared little guy that just wants to be part of his family, you know. So, so lastly, I I've realized I get Mudbud and Butterball confused. Um, you shouldn't. They're completely different. But I'm saying, well, because does Mudbud really do anything? He in rolls any around. Of these movies? He, he rolls around in mud and then whines when there is no mud in which to roll around. That's it. And a couple times he has to get a bath, and that really is like upsetting. That's the whole function of that character. He like, he also he says dude a lot, dude and dudette. Um, Mudbud is kind of like the surfer guy, whereas like B Dog is like the hip hop rap scallion, and Buddha's the spiritual nerd and butterballs like the jock they can't stop eating because he has body dysmorphia and rosebud is just kind of like this bitch that um i mean like literally but that everyone has to always tell that she's like the toughest and the smartest and the most responsible but she didn't really ever do anything but just kind of nag everybody so oh, butterballs the jock yeah yeah butterball he- wears butterball wears like a well, it looks like a Denver Broncos jersey, um, but it doesn't actually have a team name on it. But it's those colors. Well, Butterball's always eaten all the time. Like, what, what? How is Butter? How is Butterball the jock, but also the one that's eating all? Is it? It's like a linebacker or something. Okay, you know? or like, so it's uh, like an O line. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And he's got a like he's got to pump gas into that fucking vacuous gut that he has, so he can fart all over everything in every episode. He does not fart in this episode. I think it's the only one. This, really? Well, yeah. it's, it sounds a little bit more serious. Well, they're saving Christmas, man. All right. There's also a really funny scene where um, they're painting a mural. Like, at, towards the end, when everyone's getting the Christmas spirit again, this woman is painting a mural on the side of um, Town Hall. And it reminded me of the murals in Pawnee Town Hall of, like, the Indians, like, massacring people. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's just horrifying, like, which... But, She's painting Santa Claus in somebody's house, like giving treats. And then like 15 feet away in the snow is Jesus and Joseph and Mary, like in the manger with the three wise men. Mm. Um, So probably not a historically accurate representation of anything that's ever happened in the world. Um, Or depending on what you believe, maybe 100% historical representation. Right. Right. Oh, oh, Santa buddies. And so there was two movies that kind of spun off of this i think is that correct well there's the search for santa paws which is a prequel right um and then i think there's uh search for santa paul's two yeah something like that i don't know who knows no 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 this is the search for santa paws no the prequel is called the search for santa paws i think that's it i think that's the only spin off of this no there's one called santa paul's two the santa pups oh yeah well then santa well maybe maybe no but there's only one i I don't know maybe it's some future thing where puppy paws becomes santa paws and then gets like some like female dog presumably knocked up and then she has babies and then he has to teach them the meaning of christmas with the magic Christmas, the Christmas icicle is the most egregious thing in this movie. No matter what. Oh, they also have Scrooge dressed like Freddy Krueger, so he wears like a fedora 
and like makes, a ratty yeah. a ratty sweater yeah and it's actually kind of like horrifying at times that's the right and move yeah oh yeah it's 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 really good like visual um a visual cue that this man's a villain uh-huh and the thing the funny thing is is like he's not even a villain he's just like a capitalist which i guess in some people's eyes makes him like the ultimate villain um but he's just you know there's all these like loose animals all over fucking fernfield it's not like people are taking care of them or anything they just like run wild and he's putting them in you know a place where he feeds them and he's trying to sell them so he's you know it's his job he's not doing it for free fucking fernfield it's because everybody, everybody everybody's a trust fund motherfucker in fernfield and they got like all this money so it doesn't matter if like right you know, I mean, shit, the fact that Butter, the reason Butterball lives with his owner is because his owner's father tried to pay to have all the buddies kidnapped, like a la Mr. Burns and the fucking Simpsons. Mm. See, they wanted to, like, steal him. So there's a lot of darkness in the buddies universe that isn't necessarily touched on. Right. You know, fucking Richard Gilmore trying to murder people and oh, yeah. having, like, a evil, um, I don't know egyptian worshiping cat that wants to take over the world and the crazy cosmonaut living up in space that wants to like kill the buddies basically if he can't have them as his friends and the ghost of like some evil wizard that's a satanist that's trying to take the souls of the buddies and turn them to stone in order to power his dark ritual to bring his master into the world and the fucking buddies universe is fucked up just fyi right yeah even Snow Buddies has like, I thought the, Snow Buddies is pretty horrifying. When I remember you telling me, I mean, because yeah, there's the actual guy, murder that they yeah, like in that too. Or, it's true. Well, the guy murdered the villain murdered um the one dog's uh, parents. Yeah, that's like the catalyst for all the action in the movie. Right. Yeah, the buddy. I'm I'm curious how Super Buddies goes because really to me, um, Buddies Universe is a uh, is, is a scary place. But as long as you got the buddies on your side, like nothing bad can happen to you because they're going to come out on top. Well, it'd be funny if um Robert Vince loses his mind in the next like, I don't know, like decade or something and makes some like death of the buddies episode. That's like a <laughs> like like Tarantino esque, you know, a chronistic or whatever, like noir with the buddies all being murdered and you find out it's just butterball eating them. So listen, listen to this real quick. So the the prequel, the search for Santa Paul's, uh-huh. the star is that little five year old girl um, that sang the the Christmas song. Tiny. Yeah, mm. yeah. She 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 is Quinn Hucklebuckle, a young orphan girl who no, believes no, no, in no. the true spirit of Christmas. That what. Oh my god, that is this for me. Yeah. Um Yeah, but she's also the voice of Tiny, who's the Yeah. The Yorkshire Terrier or whatever that gives everyone Right. The true meaning of Christmas. Oh science, same actress, yeah. Oh. Hmm. That must have really been um Oh, they go to Jamaica. I forgot about that. And they have this <laughs> fucking racist ass buddies. They have this black dog with like this um 
I don't know what kind of dog it is. One of those dogs has the really thick like cables of fur that hang down off of them mm-hmm. to make it look like 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 dreadlocks. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, did you get reminded of that because of Rasta? Yeah, well, I uh, think that's I, I think that's what that dog is. Mm, gotcha. <sighs> I guess to just be official about it, what's the chagrin score on this one? Oh, this is a fucking eight, man. This this movie was um, I mean, I laughed a lot at it, but it wasn't like good at all. So is is that the highest of the buddies? Is this the worst of the buddies? Yes. Uh, No, no. I I didn't know any better at the time. But um, Space Buddies is the worst Buddies movie. Okay. Okay. So it's space then this? (sighs) Air Buddies isn't very good either. Space Buddies is the worst. This and Air Buddies are tied for next worst. Okay. Then, I don't know. I guess I like Treasure Buddies the most, and then Spooky Buddies after that, and then Snow Buddies. Yeah. And then this and Air Buddies, and then um, Space Space Buddies. buddies. Yeah. So I guess we'll have to see where Super Buddies falls on this list. Yeah. Yeah. Do the official ranking of the Buddies movies. All right. So I I I want to read you something here. Sure. Um, so one of the, I'm reading through the, the voice list of the prequel to the, um, Santa Paws thing, right? Mm-hmm. Tom Kenny, um, who is the SpongeBob SquarePants voice actor as Flane, a leader of Infernites, Teslo, the leader of Electroids and Seismo and bully of Cragsters. David P. Smith as Kradar, the worried leader with Velectro and Crazy Zorch, and Dave Fenoy as Boogly and Globert, the Glokies. Do you think that any of those things are real words? Like, what the fuck is going on there? Now I gotta watch this goddamn movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm at a loss. I mean, none of those are, like, real things. Like, it's right that's right i think somebody came in here and edited this shit oh fuck i gotta watch this goddamn movie well we'll talk about it when we talk about fucking super buddies (laughs) oh what a great christmas for you um yeah fucking merry christmas well i'm gonna be frozen in a block of ice anyway (laughs) yes very cold so with Christmas coming up, um, we'll have Christmas dinner at least to look forward to. So, um, what's traditional at a year house like in terms of like the, the sides and the the main course? And... Um, so the night before Christmas, we usually do something that's we would consider like non traditional. So Christmas Eve, I guess, if we're being technical, mm-hmm. um. So we'll do stuff like spaghetti or um, shepherd's pie, or my mom will make like pulled pork or something. Um, so pretty much like non-traditional um, 
usually something like hearty and warm and we all have dinner together and um we play games and we'll have like a bunch of my mom always does like cracker and cheese trays and vegetable trays with like a bunch of different dips and she makes she makes this really good crab dip like one of those like hot like creamy crab dips it's really good and mm-hmm. um so that's always christmas eve it's always something that uh, oh fucking tired in here um something that you would not consider to be traditional we've never been a family of the sun shit like the seven fishes or anything like i know a lot of um like italian families that do that but that's never been like the thing so i don't, yeah. I don't really know much about that tradition um for a long time my grandmother would come on christmas so we would um oftentimes go and the day before like on christmas eve and go pick her up and bring her back and so christmas morning we would um actually that's not true it was weird the way that we did it so sometimes we would go pick my grandmother up on christmas day like after we opened presents this was my least favorite thing is we would get up in the morning and open presents then we would have to get dressed and drive to baltimore to visit my grandparents my two grandmothers Mm -hmm. um and open presents from them and from my aunt and i mean it was always nice to get more presents but it was so fucked up that like you open all this shit and sometimes you have things you want to do at home yeah and then you gotta leave and then you just gotta leave and go do something else like it's it's fucked yeah so there was a couple years where we would go get my grandmother on christmas eve and bring her up Mm. and then she would be there christmas morning which was always the nicest thing because then you got all these gifts the day before christmas anyway and then christmas morning you got like a plethora of like you know your own gifts from quote-unquote santa claus um but my grandmother would buy entomans or no thomas's you know like the english muffin people mm-hmm. yeah. thomas's used to make um pancakes like pre-cooked pancakes that came in a package mm-hmm. they actually might still do this but i would never eat that shit anymore but they were um you put them in the toaster oven and heated them up and it was like blueberry pancakes and chocolate chip pancakes and man they were fucking delicious and my grandmother would bring like a pack of them and we would have them for christmas morning and i always mm-hmm. loved that mm-hmm. so like it was one of the few times a year where when i was a kid i was allowed to drink coffee so i would have a cup of coffee with my family and or my parents and then i would eat like these pancakes my mom would make like eggs or something and it was really nice and you know we would open gifts and it was just a good time um and then traditionally my family does ham on christmas day mm-hmm. um so it's a ham with like the usual ham accoutrements like um uh scallop potatoes and corn and um she makes like cranberries with it and i don't know just like whatever like mashed potatoes um which is weird that she makes scallop potatoes and mashed potatoes i guess she makes the scallop potatoes for my father and mashed potatoes for herself because she can't stand onions Mm. um you know and then and then actually the best thing is after we have the ham on christmas um my mom makes bean soup out of the bone from the ham and her bean soup is tremendous like it's one of my favorite things in the world is like this nice like warm pot and it's like the ham and then the beans and onions and tomatoes and you put like a little bit of hot sauce and a couple caps of like white vinegar in it with like fresh ground pepper oh my god it's so fucking good (laughs) sounds good and then we do like cookies um i think we've talked about this before but my mom makes 
um, her forgotten cookies, which right. are like meringue cookies with the um, chocolate chips. Um, she used to make all kinds of different cookies, but she kind of stopped doing that. Um, you know, and then there's like the other stuff that's traditional. Like I like candy canes at Christmas time. It's the only time of the year where I like hot chocolate. Um, I usually will buy eggnog at Christmas and put uh, um, rum in it, mm-hmm. um, which is really good. Um, so you're yeah, a rum person with it. Okay. Only with eggnog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With eggnog. And eggnog, and that's the only thing that I like. I only, I, I always keep a little bit of rum in the house. So I always have like yeah. a thing at Captain Morgan's for eggnog and for apple cider in the fall. Like I like to like just warm some apple cider and um, put some rum in it and then drink it. And then actually um, Matt Waller, uh, Christina's husband or whatever mm-hmm. um, posted this thing on Facebook where it's like mold wine that you then add whiskey to and drink um, and I made that last year at Christmas time and it was freaking delicious mm. it's like some like Pennsylvania Dutch thing that his family participates in um, but it sounded fantastic and let me tell you something it's pretty amazing Yeah, like you mold the wine with um, you know cloves and cinnamon and star um, anise and um I think there's like brown sugar in it, something else. I don't know. But anyway, like then you, you know, strain it out and um, you're supposed to bottle it, but I just pour it in a giant glass and then add like two shots of whiskey and drink up. Yeah. No, I was, uh, I've heard people doing rum. I didn't know that you did rum for eggnog. Um, mm-hmm. my, my family always did brandy. That's why mm-hmm. I, that's why I always have E&J, like a bottle, like here at the house, like in the cupboard is one of the years I can find the dairy-free eggnog at the store. Like, I'll usually drink it and put brandy in it. Um, although, as I was researching, have you ever heard of a Tom and Jerry? No, I don't know what that is. It is... Um, uh, eggnog with brandy and rum and served hot in a mug or a bowl. Like wassail, kind of. Although that's not eggnog. Uh, I don't know what wassail is. I did see it on a list somewhere, but I don't know what that is on top. Of wassail is a spiced wine, like mulled cider or something. Here it is: a mixture of orange and apple juice, cloves, cinnamon, allspice, and nutmeg. I found it. Is that what it says Wassail is? That's what it says, yeah. You're supposed to put some booze in there, too. Oh, it says the adult version of it is brandy or sherry, like, is usually added to it. Yeah, because they used to, um, the carolers would carry bowls of Wassail um, all around and, like, toast people as they sang carols to them, and, like, the hot Wassail would keep them warm, like, out in the... I, I've seen that cold. in movies, yeah. Okay. I... There's a song about it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wassail, wassail all over the town. Our horse, it is white and our ale, it is brown. Our bowl, it is made from the white maple tree. With a wassailing bowl, we'll drink to thee. So just so you can see, like, this is what the Tom and Jerry looks like. So I'm assuming you have to make the, like, eggnog yourself. So it looks more like a, like a ice cream, like. That does look delicious. Yeah, looks really good. Um, My brother made hot buttered rum last Christmas. Yeah. And that was pretty delicious, yeah. Yeah, I, I've never had that, but that um it always sounds really good. 
Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I should try to try to do that at some point. Yeah, I don't know. If, there's no other Christmas drinks, are there? Really? You already talked about mulled wine, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I kind of think of a. Uh, I guess it's not really Christmassy. I mean, to me, it's like Irish coffee is Christmassy. Mm. Like pouring booze and coffee, like to me, is always. That's what. That's why I'm doing it right now. Is because it's Christmas. Right. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I join you if I didn't have to get up in the morning and go to fucking work. Uh, um. All right. So main course. So yeah, my family has always done ham traditionally too. Um, although some years they would do ham and turkey. So. Yeah, I think my shit's pretty, again, pretty bland. It's, like, all the normal stuff. The only thing that, like, was traditional in some way, for some reason, at Christmas, is there was always macaroni and cheese as well, along with, like, yeah, my grandmother used to make two different types of potatoes, but, like, she switched it up. Some years it was, like, baked potatoes and mashed, and some years it was, yeah, scalloped or, and whatever some variations and always with corn but um there was always always macaroni and cheese and i don't know why that was necessarily i don't think that's like a normal thing um in real years past recently because of the aspects of brandy's family green bean casseroles have been around yeah. a lot it feels like yeah, um, i feel about green bean casserole um, tell me, how do you feel about green bean casserole? It's a fucking waste of life. Like, number one, nobody actually enjoys it. I don't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it... What's wrong with it? Like, what, what aspects of the green... Could you make the green pea casserole good? I don't know. Why would you want to? <laughs> like, there's so many better things to eat than green bean casserole. Like, just do something else. Like you're, talking, you're, you're talking about the shit that's the recipe off the back of a can of um yeah it's like mushroom soup and yeah, stuff like yeah I don't know uh-huh. I don't I don't know I don't have an answer to this it's just there's a hundred other things you can make that are better than green bean casserole do you like mushroom soup yeah of course it's delicious I use mushroom soup to cook a lot of things so what, if if you got a can of mushroom soup make some fucking beef stroganoff it's better than green mm, bean casserole mm, mm. So how do you feel about other meats for Christmas? Like um so I like think, lamb, like Yeah, uh I don't know about lamb so much. I mean lamb would be delicious. That feels like more of like a British like Christmas, like lamb or pheasant or quail or some shit. Um, I don't know. I mean I think that like a nice pot roast would be pretty amazing on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That feels very like warm and family centric to me um not like a roast chicken or something would be good mm-hmm. uh again like we've had like spaghetti and shit for christmas so i don't know i think that More i like I think, christmas eve you said that right yeah, yeah yeah i think anything you can have like with your whole family together um where you're sharing food around the table is is, is good for christmas so. sure yeah, when we go over to Brandy's friend's house, who has a Polish background, um, their traditional, um, like like kind of like entree is 
pierogi in beet soup, um, which is actually surprisingly good. I mean, that um, sounds delicious. It's just not something I would think of to be. Yeah, I guess it's like a common kind of like appetizer, like soup appetizers, like beet soup and pierogi like in it. Um, have you ever heard of pigs in a blanket for Christmas time? My grandmother used to make that for me at Christmas. Huh. Um, but not, but the pigs in the blanket in, is different than like what most people think of as pigs in a blanket. There's another word for it in like Pennsylvania Dutch, whatever, because that's where they're, my grandmother, my mom's family is from, is like central Pennsylvania. Like most people think of pigs in the blanket, they think of like dough wrapped around a hot dog and cooked. Right. But the Polish pigs in a blanket is, um, uh, ground beef with rice that you kind of make a meatball out of mm. and then you steam cabbage until it gets tender and you wrap the meat the rice and meatball in the cabbage leaves yeah. and then it's a like spicy slightly sour red sauce like tomato sauce and then you bake it for like a long time until the cabbage like really gets like tender and um you know you have like the cabbage like bundle with the meat inside and then the red sauce poured on top of it and you eat it and that's what they call pigs in a blanket but it's got another name but like it's colloquially called pigs in a blanket so yeah that makes more sense than seeing that's like side sauces often used as like dijon mustard that, that makes more sense that would go better with dijon than what i was thinking um <clears throat> stuffing these do, do the stuffing get a repeat in christmas for you I think we should. I, I'm I'm a proponent of stuffing all year long. All year and every single yes. every single holiday meal. Anytime you have the holiday, you should make some kind of stuffing to go with it. Okay, so so make stuffing for Halloween, and what do you what do you do to make it seasonal? Cornbread, or maybe like cornbread make... stuffing. You mean like I don't. I don't... Uh, maybe you make like a. I don't know. You're putting me on the spot. I mean, like, Halloween is fall, right? So, yeah, corn of some kind. You do, like, a like a corn stuffing. Yeah. Like, make a cornbread stuffing with, like, corn in it, along with, like, the celery and onion, and you don't use sage. You use, like, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. The Christmas one, you could make, like, a cranberry stuffing right like bread and cranberry and apple or whatever like or almost like a like a savory sweet stuffing yeah i think you should you should start that you should normalize it and then you could do like a like for easter um you maybe can make some kind of like maybe use like king's hawaiian and Mm -hmm. pineapple and make like a um, almost like an Indian or Thai style like liquid mixture with like onion and chilies or something and make a stuffing out of that I mean I think that would actually probably be pretty good I should try to make like stuffings out of different things you should yeah hmm. uh, so not to repeat any dessert talk but it's like there's how do you feel about fruitcake I love fruitcake that's fucking disgusting. No, fruitcake is unfairly derided by people because Awful. 
You've never even eaten fruitcake, so shut what? the fuck up. I have, e- I have two eaten fruitcake. No, you haven't. When's the I last have. time? When? When? I mean, as a teenager? No, no, oh, no, 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 that's no. not that's not true. That's not true. I, I try some fruitcake to be polite within the past 10 years. What you need to do is you need to get a Costco fruitcake and try that shit. And I'm telling you, it is amazing. There's, you, as you said, there's better things like out no, there. No, there abs- absolutely is not. No. Do you like cherries? Cherries are okay. They're fine. Like, do you like, do you like dates? No. And I am, yeah. Like, well, that's the thing is it's like cherries, dates, figs, raisins. It's amazing. It's so fucking good. Like, I love fruitcake so much. I used to hate fruitcake too because I was always, um, you know, brainwashed by the fucking cartoon the, media. The, the liberal media. Um, I, don't, I, anti- I, don't, I don't. I don't know who's behind it. <laughs> the fat cats in Washington are definitely pushing an anti-fruitcake agenda through Tom and Jerry and, um, you know, Looney Tunes Every, or whatever. Everything, yeah, yeah, because everybody would like make it seem like it's shit, but it's so good. No, sure. And it's soaked in alcohol. I like. Uh, I'm telling you, like, I'm I'm sure that there's some shit versions of fruitcake, but if you get a really good, like, expensive fruitcake, it is one of the greatest things you'll ever eat in your life. It's so perfect. Like, it's the perfect blend of sweetness and tartness and just decadence, and it's all. Fr- oh my god, it's amazing. I love fruitcake. My mom makes a chocolate pie for Christmas usually. That thing's really good. Mm. I don't know if Brandy's making pie this year or not. She also tends to make a cranberry pie, which is really good. Um, and she makes um, pumpkin pie a lot of times at Christmas, too. Just because pumpkin pie is my brother's favorite thing, and she's mm. always trying to, you know, make him feel better about his life. <laughs> right. You ever heard bourbon balls? <clears throat> That's that's what I used to get every Sunday morning. <laughs> I I suspected that. I set you Wait, up a little bit for it. You're waiting for that joke, kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, they're they're a real thing. Um, it's are like, they like Buckeyes or something? It's uh like chopped pecans or walnuts, and I guess you soak them in you like mix them with sugar and butter and like. Before, like after you soak them in the bourbon um and then like there's chocolate around them like, you know, like well, i mean that sounds pretty amazing yeah yeah um but well um i never had them before i never even heard of them so i was just wondering um, no but i would definitely try them yeah is there anything else here Russian tea, yeah, right? I've never seen Russian tea cakes on a Christmas table, or like that's some kind of like British thing, I think. I'm looking at the United States here, though. Um, maybe no. it's like maybe it's some fucking urban shit since we're a rural. Yeah, well, I mean, it is interesting about like regional type stuff of like what people do. I mean, we get a we get a wreath made of Slim Jims and fucking um, Twizzlers or something, and that's that's <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Um, like there's a persimmon pudding. I don't, I don't, I don't know what that's about. Um, but that I don't think that's anywhere around here. Um, some kind of Midwest shit looks like. Um, was there something else? There? Oh, oyster stew was another thing. 
Uh, um, and it's southern, apparently, more. Yeah, I've heard of that before. I've never had it. Yeah. Um, you know what I mi- I do miss, used to be common, I've just forgotten about it now, is fudge used to get made a lot around Christmas yeah. by my family. Like, because um, my grandfather can make really good fudge. Um, it's like, that's like, you know, how like old men have that one thing or whatever. It's right. like he made really good fudge. Um, but he would like make chocolate, like different types of chocolate fudge, like just regular chocolate. He would make like chocolate with shit in it. He would make the peanut butter fudge. Like, you know, he'd make all like the fudges and I, and I can't, I don't think I can eat those anymore. So, um, yeah, I mean, we used to, um, we used to get fudge every Christmas. I used to love, um, uh, Christmas bark or whatever they call it. Yeah. I saw that listed. I don't think I know what that is either. What's that? It's white chocolate with um, pieces of like peppermint broken off in it. I have seen that. Okay. Um, and I, usually I, with like chocolate. So it's like, I guess like the traditional is it's like a sheet of like um, chocolate, like milk chocolate, and then white chocolate on top of that with the um, crushed up peppermint like sprinkled on top. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and here's somebody that put a variation and put some fucking pretzel like like little piece of pretzel on the shit on the top mm. and um yeah no, no that's that, that that'd be good um i have had that one time now that i think about it but it's not anything my family ever did um you can buy um what is it called the company that does uh like frere rocher or whatever makes a christmas bark that's pretty good hmm. um peanut brittle my grandmother used to make too for some reason around christmas yeah, no one in my family has ever made peanut brittle. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That was good too. My aunt used to make um, she called them tandy cakes, but it's basically like the uh, you know how um, Tasty Cake makes those peanut butter cake, like little peanut butter cakes that are covered in chocolate. Yeah. So it's like that, except it's like a layer of like sponge cake that's like peanut butter sponge. Mm-hmm. With like a layer of really hard like chocolate like on top, so you you crack like you cut it and it cracks and like you pull the hard chocolate and it's got the soft sponge and you eat it together, pretty delicious. Hmm. Yeah, sounds good. What um what's the thing that you look forward to the most in terms of food wise like for Christmas? Oh man, Christmas ham um bean soup, ham like ham and bean soup. Hmm. That's like absolutely the couple days after Christmas is amazing. The smell in my parents' house of like the bean soup cooking. Um, because my we'll we'll make the we usually eat early on holidays, you know. So Thanksgiving is like one or two o'clock, Christmas dinner, one or two o'clock. So that way you like you have like the big meal in the middle of the day. You can go take a nap and then like you get up in the evening and like play games and have like light meals or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but my mom would always put the ham like um remnants like the carcass or whatever um into the sock pot and start making your stock out of like the ham bone mm. um so usually like around one or two o'clock that's in like a stock pot with you know onions and celery and carrots and um herbs and it's just like cooking and like the aroma is amazing in the house and then the soup that comes out of it is like seriously some of the most flavorful like rich i don't know just amazing like like base it's so good hmm. all right any other any any other like christmas shit i'm missing because apparently i don't ask the right questions so no you don't 
uh christmas oranges that's something that i love a chocolate orange oh um, yeah right uh-huh. i like the ritual of like holding like the cellophane outside and like cracking it against a hard like surface so the orange like segments like split off of the middle what? you never done that no so when you open up your christmas orange and it's still wrapped in the cellophane where it like the shiny like orange cellophane I, never, I never actually i don't think i received a christmas orange like ever like i never like had like yeah okay so all the segments are bound like they're all individual segments but they're bound together by i guess almost like a like chocolate solder in like in between them uh-huh. but if you crack it against a hard surface that breaks and the segments like fall apart so when you open up the cellophane like they just kind of fall out like free where you can eat them as individual like little slices yeah i just know them as the slices honestly yeah. like yeah but when you op- if you open that they're all bound together i like get the concept yeah, yeah so you're saying cool. you sit there and like do some kind of like move that makes you feel like a badass and like crack it like and yeah you know yeah okay i got you i never heard of that before so. i like um i like cheese logs at christmas like the the softened cheese that has the um like walnuts and pecans on top of it mm, well. that you spread on like a cracker yeah um our friend chuck spence's mother made one of my favorite things at christmas every year which was the um, frosted flakes with the green food coloring and the oh yeah yeah we talked about um, those during the dessert yeah. right like yeah that, those things are amazing so amazing yeah oh they're so good uh-huh yeah no, i mean it's it's between the middle of November and the beginning of January is like the best time of the year for, I don't know, just like the best comfort food that you can have. And it's like every, every holiday is so invested in like the idea of comfort food. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's the only thing I like. It's food. Going up here. I want to make, um, I want to make Brazil, uh, when Frankie's home this mm. winter, I haven't made that in a while. Because I really haven't eaten pasta in a long time, but right, um, yeah, I made a beef Wellington, but it didn't turn out a hundred percent the way I would have wanted. Um, what was wrong? I I didn't have puff pastry dough, so I used like a like just a pre cooked or like a frozen um pie dough. Yeah, to wrap it in, and it it didn't have the right consistency of the dough and. Like the taste of the the taste of the beef and the taste of the filling, like the um, shallots and mushrooms and mustard and whatever, um, was really good. Like it tasted good. It's just like it was too crusty outside. Like it didn't have that nice flake to yeah. it. So yeah. I really should have just waited until I had puff pastry and done it right. But I was impatient and I wanted to make it. Um, yeah. Do you think most of the things that you make that don't turn out the way you want is usually due to impatience of some sort? Mm. I mean, yeah, or lack of like, yeah, it's it's mostly impatience, mm. not having the right ingredients and still trying to force it instead of mm-hmm. just like changing up my game and making something else. Right. Um, I could have taken that beef and like made a roast out of it or something. I don't know. I could have done something else with it other than just kind of. I mean, like I said, it was so good. It's just not exactly what I wanted, so it's really disappointing. I don't really fuck up much like stuff when I cook, but when I do, it's 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 pretty spectacular. What was the last major thing that you? Do you remember fucking up? I don't know. It's been a while. 
you know what? I burned my chili um, three or four months ago. Um, I had it at too high of a heat and I was doing other stuff and I didn't think to stir it and it burned on the bottom of the pan. Um, and that was really disappointing. Hmm. I ended up having yeah. to like throw it away because it just had this like terrible, like burn taste. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that was my fault and that's just inattention. Yeah. So my liquor store, I haven't been able to find screwball in a while. Yeah. And they had this uh, different peanut butter whiskey called Scatterbrain. Mm. Spelled also like S-K-A-T-T-E-R. Um, the A is upside down. But it's like trying to like be some sort of, you know, screwball like ripoff. It is not good. It's not good. Um, it was much cheaper. Um, so, yeah. Uh, don't don't ever do the the scatter brain as opposed to screwball if you ever have to choose between the two. That no, I wouldn't. A, that was a mistake. I mean, I just prefer like regular whiskey, you know. Yeah, I like the uh, the screwball in coffee. Like that's good, but not the scatter brain shit. It's kind of like after a while like it's it's okay for a little bit and then it's suddenly like uh, i don't want this anymore um yeah i don't know i mean i i still have the same bottle of screwball that i've had for like a year and a half that i have every once in a while um but typically if i'm drinking coffee it's um some kind of bourbon or something in it yeah coffee a little bit of honey put the bourbon in mix it all together that's enough yeah, I mean, I use Makers otherwise, um, or Jameson if I have it around. Yeah, Jameson is really good in coffee. Yeah. God, do you remember that revelation, the one I did Dunkin' Donuts, like how amazing Jameson was in coffee? Mm-hmm. Like, just pouring, like, oh my god, this is amazing. Fucking that was drunk. when I was just carrying Jameson around in my mm-hmm. trunk, right? Yeah, 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 it was very convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it just became a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> to always do. It's so good. <laughs> I can't even taste it, officer. I think nothing in there. Have yeah. a sip. Oh, <laughs> uh, different times. Indeed. All right. All right. Uh, Happy Christmas, uh, yep. Santa buddy. Happy Christmas. Yes. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Like, hopefully, uh, the day goes well. I guess uh, I know the holidays can be hard for some people um but hopefully everybody has a a good day and um so we'll be releasing this uh on christmas so if anybody's actually listening to it on christmas um thank you i'm sorry i don't know hopefully you have your family gathered around the roaring (laughs) fire you know doing your annual tradition of the two guys five movies christmas episode yes yes what was last year but batman returns yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the Good year before, the year before that was uh, <laughs> as big in the angry inch. Um, also and, very Christmassy, right? And then the year before that was uh, eyes wide shut, which is Christmassy to some degree. Um, damn. Yeah, it's been that long. Yeah. This is by far the best. <laughs> the 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 Christmas chagrin. The Christmas chagrin. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Maybe that's that can be a tradition is the Christmas chagrin, um, because I don't know about doing the chagrin like ever again. 
Why? You don't have to fucking watch the movies. You got to watch three of them a year. I'm the one right. watching all this garbage. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I don't um, even drink anymore. Right. That's true. Um, How drunk would I be otherwise? True. All right. Happy holidays. We'll see you probably in a day or two when we release um, the final episode of Spin Chagrin. Ho, 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 deuces.